Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> awesome. How are you doing today? Um, yeah, I rested some, so I'm doing a lot better than before. <laughs> awesome. No worries. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk to you. You know, I, I've always appreciated your input on, on everything that you've had and all the conversations I've I've listened to and, and had that you were involved with. So I'm glad we get a chance to connect. Very cool. Yeah, me too. I'm glad. Yeah, and I think it's a great topic as well. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of, I guess, so I can know, what do you... You know, how do, how do you view failure for you and, you know, its role that you have or it has in your life? So, failure for me is basically not having accomplished the things that I wanted to accomplish. So, for example... I, I feel like in the job that I last had, I wasn't able to succeed in it. I got fired or let go. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was really to my detriment because here I was trying to build myself up in my career and I was really passionate about it. I was really passionate about working with kids and learning about their, you know, continuous, continuously learning about their development and growing with them and growing with the staff and it happened it just so happened that there was one person that I didn't sit well with and that just kind of made everything spiral out of control and then I got let go and I thought that that was a failure on my part um, that I somehow didn't maybe do what I should have done succeeded in the I should uh, accomplished what I should have accomplished there uh, so that that's one example. Another is uh, I've failed my road road test twice. I have, um, yeah, I just really struggled with a lot of things. I, I work at McDonald's. It's a minimum wage job. I I get uh, I don't get any uh, job new job offers, interviews. Um, I never get called for interviews, and I feel right. like at a certain place in my life now at thirty five, I should be you know, accomplished in all of these areas. I should be driving, I should have a successful career, I should be, you know, really happy, I should be married, like even relationships, it never has worked out with me with relationships with the opposite gender. Um, and so I just sometimes feel, yeah, very much like I failed as a human in that sense. Um, it's just... I understand that. <clears throat> yeah. You know, hmm. I think, uh, I mean, so obviously I've failed a bunch in my life. Um, but do you feel like you're the way that you see your failures? Do you do you dwell on them or do you look at them, try and learn from them and then move forward? Or how does that kind of what do your failures do for you? I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, yeah, so. I feel like. I feel like it's very hard for me to move forward. And it's a great question. Um, I find it's hard. It's not hard. Sorry. It's not hard for me to move forward, but I, I find it's hard to for, forget about the things that have happened to me um, in a sense too. So I'm able to keep like going to work and keep, you know, myself busy, but right. I still deep, always feel like 
there's a part of me that that didn't succeed in this area in my life and I'm still always questioning myself and second guessing myself um could I have done this differently could I you know I I, I have a hard time seeing things in two different ways sometimes sometimes it's just kind of like almost like tunnel vision I see things in one way and one mm-hmm. way only um and that's why I'm really excited to hear your perspective on this because um I'm pretty sure you can put your input on another perspective that I could have for sure and we'll dive into my failures too uh do you want to see what we got a few messages and see what they're talking about I know yeah, we had Amina Hawk in here and German guy and we also had uh, Killer Cash Eleven, um, so I think hey. the first one's going to be from German guy. Cool, cool. Something no one special. Something good, girl. <laughs> Our attitude towards failure. Well, failure is inevitable in my books. We are going to fall. We're going to mess up. And the only failure there is if you stop trying. If you look at successful business people. They have failed a lot of times and they almost needed to fail. So like it says in the title, failure at the end of the day, it's just an attitude. I think he took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly yeah. how I feel about it. Exactly. Um, exactly. It, it, yeah, nobody is going to make it through life without having failure. And the majority of successful, successful people have a multitude of failures before they have any one thing succeed. And it's your ability to stay positive, mm-hmm. keep pushing forward and keep your head up and yeah. just look towards, you know, just evaluate what went wrong or, you know, right. what little thing can you take from that situation to yeah. maybe make the next thing better? Because realistically, it, you may take nothing and that's going to be the hard one. But try and take anything, a little tiny granular piece of anything to make it like, well, I learned this from that situation. And that's what I'm going to try and focus on. Not, you know, what I feel like a lot of people do is shut themselves out of a situation and don't let themselves keep trying and keep evolving. And then they shelter themselves and stop progressing through life. And I totally agree with you on that. Like, I'm one of those people too. Like, yeah, I can say that I failed, but I can also say that I keep pushing forward. And I would be, I would, I wouldn't be where I am now at all. I'd be like in a much worse place, maybe even depressed and always in bed if I didn't push myself to get up and work at McDonald's. Maybe it's not the best job in the world, but you got to always have the perspective that you know everything you go through has a bigger purpose, has a bigger meaning, and it's just carrying absolutely you to something so much more and so that's how I look at McDonald's it's like this is just a stepping stone uh, to something bigger and I probably will learn all kinds of skills uh, at McDonald's to help me in the next job so I think you're right I think you know we can sit and feel sorry for ourselves at all the, the, the wrongs that have happened and the way that you know things didn't turn out or we can just say hey you know I'm willing to 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 learn from that grow from that and do the best I can to move forward because life doesn't stop just because of those failures. Exactly. I think the the failures and people dwelling on them lead you down a very dark, dark road. Um, let's see what we got. to failure, or if you're a failure, makes me a winner. So every time you <laughs> fail, I win. 
I love it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if we're talking the video game sense, sure. <laughs> yeah, the video game sense, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had, <laughs> I love that. I had a quote here. Um, okay. I had a quote here that, that kind of almost speaks into what German guy was saying. Um, failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. Absolutely. So that's the person who wrote that quote. I, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. I, I always find myself kind of thinking of my failures as the, the rungs of a ladder. I need to, well, I don't need to, but if I fail, that's going to be my next stepping stone to move up where I need to, you know, or yeah. say you're climbing up a steep hill. And your right. foot slips, and then it catches. Well, right. it slipped, but where it caught, that's where you're going to put your weight, and that's yeah. how you're going to move forward. Right. Excuse me. Yeah, because staying stuck, staying stuck in failure, it's like it's pretty much like drowning. It's just, Definitely. It's just drowning in a pool of of self pity, and and it's just so destructive. You know, it just, it just has to be like German guy said. It's change in attitude, the shift in attitude, uh, which is not easy to have because you know it's very easy to stay stuck in in self blame and 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 all of that stuff. But where does it get people? It certainly doesn't get them at the top of the ladder. <laughs> you know, for you know sure. <laughs> Exactly. I see for me, like, okay, so if we're going to talk about, we've got your failures, I'm going to talk about probably my biggest failure in life, especially uh, work related, because I even have relationship failures that I'll be able to talk about. But the the worst work related failure I had was I started working for a company like I run heavy equipment for a living. And right. I was working for a company who does run heavy equipment, but they're not moving dirt. It's more removing brush and grinding that brush into mulch. And it's very, very different. And because I could run machines, I moved up really fast. But since the job was so different, I got pushed too fast for what I was ready for. And I accepted those positions way faster than I should have. And Mm -hmm. the end result, was I ended up burning a million dollar piece of equipment to the ground. Wow. Total loss. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, that was, it's really hard for me to say like, well, you know, this was happening and this was happening and I was going to do this and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, yeah. there was no excuse. Right. I was the one there. I was running that piece of equipment. I needed to be aware of all of the things that could go wrong. And no matter whether or not I had enough experience to do it, I was the one that was there. So no matter what, it was my fault. I had to accept it. And what I took from that was, you know, running that equipment, you have to use every last sense. You have to use sight, smell, um, and Feel is kind of weird because, you know, I was in a different piece of equipment loading that piece of equipment, but I'm running it also, whatever. But you can feel the vibrations of what's going on and you can kind of, you just have to really pay attention. And what I know I did was I ignored a smell, a smell that didn't smell right. And I kind of thought about it, you know, 
hindsight, right? 2020 is all right. hindsight's always 2020, but right, like exactly. I can remember smelling that smell and I'm like, that's kind of weird, whatever. And then just kept working. Right. No, I should have stopped. I should have looked, I should have investigated. And then that would have saved me all of that heartache because let me tell you, I am extremely hard on myself. Mm. And for that to happen, I was just, I was tore up for a long time. Yeah, I bet. And I, I didn't get fired or anything, but it definitely mm. put a, a hamper on what I felt my abilities were. Because, you know, I was moving up and up and up and this is great. And then all of a sudden, just the worst thing that happened in this company in the last 15 years happened. And I was the yeah. problem. Wow. And it's just like, God, it's such a gut check, you know. Failure, I think, that's, I guess, my next thing is failure is humility. Yeah. And practicing humility and yeah. understanding it and the positives of humility will help you realize why failure is a positive. Knowing mm -hmm. that you're not perfect and that perfection is unattainable and that in the effort to be as good as we can, we will fail. Yeah. And that helps you accept those sort of things. And I agree with everything you're saying. You know, it's um, to attain perfection is really challenge. If you're a Christian, you know that perfection only comes when Jesus returns. You know, right. so there's no such thing as real perfection. Um, and that's why, you know, it's very hard sometimes um, when you see people succeeding. Like, because failure also creates comparisons as well to other people. <laughs> A hundred percent. And, you know, and it, it's unfortunate because we, we look at our failures and then we compare it to other people's success. It's very common. It's very natural. And, and you say, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing poorly in this, but look at this person. You know, they, they got what I wish I had. They succeeded in what I wish I could have succeeded in. And the reality is that we're all on our own journey. And we're all in our own, you know, uh, life story. And we can't, we cannot look at somebody else's success and say that has to be ours because again our story is written differently and we're going to have our own successes you know um and so it's really important like you said to be humiliated to to be with with humiliation but also uh, humiliate humility sorry not humiliation humility. <laughs> and, no worries um, yeah and humbling ourselves when we do things that that we know we could have maybe done differently. Um, I 100% agree with you. Uh, but there's also the thing with failures that sometimes it's not your fault at all, right? Like you're saying it was your fault, mm -hmm. but some isn't. Sometimes it's just circumstances around around you. So, so for me, it wasn't even my fault what happened where I got let go of my job. I tried everything I could right. to write with this person. I tried to talk to this coworker in person. I tried to talk with my um, director about it. Uh, I tried to resolve the situation, and unfortunately, they just came to the conclusion that I shouldn't be working there anymore. Yeah, and, and that's nothing, really tough. Yeah, and there was nothing I could say or do because they had already made up their mind. And so that's where it's very important to not have that self-talk, that failure always has to do with us, that sometimes it is it's not us. And in that sense, we haven't really failed then. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. I understand that for sure. I mean, I guess I I have a hard time, like, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you're wrong in any sort of a way. 
um, because I do believe that people can just project their own ideas and their own thoughts and reasons on why something should be. And whether or not you're putting in 100% your part, they will just have it in their heads that this is what they want to do. And mm-hmm. you are just going to be subject to that. And it's mm-hmm. shitty when that happens, and that's realistically a failure of leadership. And mm-hmm. that's not your fault, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where, I guess, the the lesson in that is when you have a job, I feel like, um, I feel like you know, I'm a, a W-2 employee, right? I'm not 1099, I don't have my own LLC, whatever. Um, but I always look at myself as a personal business. I can uh-huh. bring my time anywhere. And I'm going to vet the people that I work with. If I don't feel like I work in a uh, conducive work environment to build me up, uh-huh. I'm going to actively try to not work there. You know, uh-huh. I'm going to try and leave as soon as possible. If I see people who have different, you know, ideas or things that I don't agree with, mm-hmm. I really try and limit my time with those people. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not going to respect me and I'm not going to respect them. And there's no point in us wasting each other's time mm-hmm. trying to work together. You Absolutely. know? So, like, and that's something I've learned because I, I've done it. You know, I've worked for people where I literally got yelled at Every single day for five years. I never got mm-hmm. fired. I never even really did anything wrong. I was just learning the entire time. Right. But it was like, I'm over it now. I am now done. I will leave. And I don't care what I do, but I'm not doing this for you. I will go do yeah. something else because I know I bring this to the table. And right. I think that's where it's like that balance, you know, of having humility and confidence you need to be right. humble enough to accept what you did wrong, but you need to be confident in what you bring to the table also and confident right. that you will be able to succeed even if it's something that you know that you failed at. You know, right. that dichotomy of humility and confidence to make people be able to step out of their comfort zone, you know. Right. No, I agree with you. I, I think what you're saying is is taking some responsibility as well, and maybe not responsibility to um, whatever kind of transpire, like not responsibility for what transpired, but the responsibility of saying, hey, you know, this isn't the best work environment. I, you know, I had a chance to leave. I had a choice to leave sooner. Right. I have to stick it out. Um, unfortunately, I stuck it out because I somehow thought it was going to get better. Uh, but that's often, you know, <laughs> sometimes what we see but um just hindsight that's all it is (laughs) you know and you know and now I know I'm actually wiser now and now when I think about my future and going back into my field into the early childhood education field I think about being way more careful about the daycare I select you know yeah absolutely I will talk to you know I'm not going to just make a quick decision I'm going to make sure that these are the people that are going to support me. They're going to uplift me. It's going to be a work environment where they're going to acknowledge that I have skills to bring to the table and, and that I will be, I will thrive. I will be built up. And I think um, with that attitude in mind um, that I can see, you know, I can see that moving forward, you know, is something that's very possible for me. Yeah. And I guess that is the, that's the other part about failure. It's not necessarily, you know, your own personal failure. Failure can be a broad term, 
You know, Mm -hmm. failure can be the failure of a situation or, you know, an idea or whatever. It doesn't have to be directly related to you. It can just be a failure of, you know, life progress, if you will. And, Mm -hmm. And that is where it's like, okay, well, what did I learn from this issue? Maybe it's not failure, but it's like a a fork in the road. You know, I could have gone this way or this could have happened, but now this is what's happening. Well, Mm -hmm. just break it down, you know. And when you can break those things down, then maybe we're looking towards what we can learn. And that's what's trying to be, you know, important for what we're doing. Exactly. Yeah, no, you make really good, you make really good points, and, um, and yeah, I mean, failure, failure is such a broad term as well, you know, failure can be, absolutely, it's like you said, it's not just us, like responsibility of us, it can be many different factors, what would be some of the factors you would think would be considered failure, like, do you have have Um, examples of what you would think you would you would put in the category of failure or i don't know okay so i mean like there's the obvious ones right like uh you set a goal um and it can be as small as i'm going to wake up at 6 30 right and i'm going to do this right that's two goals so -hmm. your first goal is to get up at 6 30 as soon as you hit snooze when your alarm clock goes off you mm-hmm. failed to get up at 6.30. That's yeah. a small failure, but it will, I feel like that's a slippery slope, right? So now that you didn't wake up at 6.30, now it's going to be harder to get to where you needed to be, you know, because obviously most people, when you set a schedule, you have a reason for it. Um, and so you're making it harder for you to stay true to your next goal, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then it can also be... Um, you know, achievement, right? Like I want to hit this weight goal by this time, or I want to get promoted or I want to make this amount of money at this time of my life. Right. And, and those, those are long-term goals that are hard to evaluate in between. And we just Mm -hmm. have to do the best we can to try and make those goals. And when you don't make them, that's obviously a failure. But that's where you look back on all of the the in betweens, and you just mm-hmm. evaluate what you could have done better. Or because mm-hmm. I operate on on a thing of extreme ownership. Right. There's outside things all the time. Yeah. But there's always something I can do better, and whether or not it's something that I could have done better or someone else helped me to not do better, I now know what to do better next time. Right. 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 And, and that's, all, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. In all reality, we can only be in control of our, ourselves, mostly. We can't be in control of how other people respond and, and behave and, and all of those things. So we can easily blame other people for things. But we have to always make sure we keep ourselves in check as well. Exactly. And uh, we have a few people uh, in here. Uh, your little secret Appreciate you. You followed me. German guy, you're still in here. Amina Hawk, I appreciate you. KQT, Lane sucks. Uh, You don't suck, sir. Um, I'm sure of that. And uh, if you all have anything to say or input, please feel free to hit the microphone. MK Girl and I would love to talk to you about your feelings towards failure, your failures, or 
anything that you have to input. Um, we'd all love to hear from you. Yeah, and thank you so much for listening in um, and for showing interest in this topic. I think it's a really powerful topic. I think it's something common that we all struggle with. Uh, my name is MK Girl 21 You can find me on Stereo, and you can also find me on Spotify. I have my podcast on Spotify now. And it's really great to be awesome. with you today. No one's special, because let's just say no one's special is special. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and if we've all heard what I say about my my username on here, it's it's all about keeping myself humble because, as you can hear, I love to hear myself talk, and I need to not sometimes. So yeah. let's hear this next message. Hello, no one special, MK Carl. I'm really enjoying the fact that you guys are having this topic. Um, I love what you said about having extreme ownership. Um, I am a big component for people who I, I, I just I don't accept excuses I don't accept excuses for myself I don't accept excuses from others like if you did something you did it own it you know be grown about it take responsibility and move forward um you, like you said no one's special there's always something we can do we can take ownership there's always something we can do to make the situation better to keep moving forward to evolving to just you know bettering ourselves um i don't believe in failure the only t- only time i believe in failure failure to me is when you give up when you no longer are striving to accomplish what it is because you just don't have it in you you're like you know what forget it i don't i'm not gonna do it but even if you have a setback, you can still win if you keep moving forward. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, sometimes I want Stereo to have the clap button for us when we're getting good messages like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know? It's just, I should really hit it on the nail, like, that, that failure often is just like if we give up in ourselves. That's when we've truly failed. Because we're not, mm-hmm. we're no longer striving, <clears throat> striving within us to be the best. Because as long as there's another, as long as you wake up the next day, you keep waking up each day, there's always another chance to try again. There's always, it's always a new day to, to make something different that was, that went wrong the other day, or maybe even just not even went wrong, but just wasn't what you expected. And so we got to count our blessings every day when we wake up. Life is a gift. And so we got to absolutely. Keep, you know, we keep moving forward with that attitude. Like, if I didn't succeed tomorrow, I'm going to succeed today. You know, it's like there's also that saying, um, if you first don't succeed, try and try again or something like that. There's some kind of quote that goes like that. That's pretty much exactly it. I think it's if at first you don't succeed, try again or try, try again. Um, yeah. And... Amina Hawk, I directly stole Extreme Ownership from Jocko Willink. He wrote a book called Extreme Ownership, and that is 100% what it's about. So that is not me. That is all Jocko. And wow. uh, something I want to bring into that is, uh, is are we all familiar with Murphy's Law? Um, I'm somewhat familiar. Okay. Well, I- a lot of people think that it's, uh, anything bad that will happen will happen, right? Like, or the any the worst thing that'll happen can can happen will happen, right? Okay. Well, that's not the way that it's actually written out. The way that it's written out is what is most likely to happen will happen. 
Okay. So if you set yourself up for success, right, if you practice the six Ps, they teach that in the military here, proper planning prevents piss poor performance, right? So if you can practice setting yourself up for success, you will have a higher likelihood of achieving that success. And if you don't, you will have a higher likelihood of failure. Okay. Okay, so could you just could you just um say that again? Okay. Uh so the six P's is uh, the, proper the, oh Murphy's the, Law? Yeah, Murphy's Law. So Murphy's Law is what is most likely to happen will happen. Okay. Right? And that means that we have to set ourselves up to succeed, right? Right. That's like the idea of luck versus, um, I mean, it's still kind of luck, but it's where luck meets hard work is opportunity, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So if you don't give yourself the opportunity and you don't work hard, you will never be lucky. Right. Right. So say you want to buy a lottery ticket or Mm -hmm. you want to win the lottery, but you never buy a ticket, you will never win the lottery, right? Right. Right. So, yeah, like, so, I see what you're saying. Um, it's also like in the power of thinking, you know, what you think will sometimes become as well. So it's kind of what you're referring with Murphy's Law, like what is the most likely to happen will happen. If you keep telling yourself, I'm a failure, I'm going to fail, I'm going to, you know, it's more likely that you're going to fail or it's more likely, you know, you're going to at least feel like a failure because that's your attitude. That's how you're looking. That's how you're choosing to look at the world around you. It's how you're choosing to look at yourself. You know, exactly. but if you have the attitude of, you know, actually, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep being determined. Then what happens with that is that nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you in your way. Exactly. And, and every it, setback will just be a minor, minor setback to your overall goal yeah oh we got a message awesome awesome <laughs> it looks like miss amina hawk hi good oh, evening, I, guys. I just wanted to say uh, thank you for the positive messages and insight um, i've enjoyed i haven't been listening long but i've definitely enjoyed everything um, that you've said I just um, <clears throat> wanted to chime in on failure um, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'm, I, I've, I've faced a lot of setbacks and it's kind of affected my mental health and um, I'm, I'm still you know waking up every day and, and, and pushing forward and trying but you know sometimes um, I, I feel myself I can't lie I do feel myself wanting to give up but um, I still try and push through regardless but it's very hard it's very very hard and I'm only human and you know I put on this facade of strength but you know mm. behind mm. closed doors I break down because I don't really have a vice and... wow oh that hits my heart right that's some um, heavy stuff thanks for sharing extremely yes and Miss KQ I just want you to know I am not a professional, um, you know, 
and any sort of any of these conversations. Um, so take my advice with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that talking to someone that is a professional would help you the most. Mm-hmm. But always keep pushing forward. Yeah. You can only go down so far. And you will right. only stop going up when you stop trying. I believe right. in you. Yeah, I also, yeah, KQ, so good to hear from you. Thanks for chiming in. I also agree. Uh, I am also not a psychologist or a counselor. Uh, but I would, yeah, I would advise if you need someone like that for support. There's some great people out there um, that you can connect with. Um, but as always, you're always welcome on stereo with your, to, to share your opinions and your thoughts. We love to hear people's ideas and we're very open to all of that. So thank you so much. Thank you for having the courage to come on here as well and just share that. Absolutely. Okay. You want to hit it? No one special. I'm ready. (laughs) Sorry, my apologies. I think the um, recording got cut out. I'm not sure how far along I Uh, But basically, I was just saying, I have a bit of quote that I look at every day to keep me going. And it basically says, accept what is, let go of what was, and have faith in what will be. Okay. I like that. That's good. Yeah. I like that, too. It's so true, you know. You can only be in control of today. You can't be in control of tomorrow or the past. You know, you can only you can only set yourself up for success in the present, and and you know you never know what tomorrow brings. Exactly, it's today is a gift, right? That's why we call it the present. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and make that—that's from Kung Fu Panda. Just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> um, but it is—it's important, you know, to remember that you need to make the most of the time you have. And that's why we have the past is our history. That's what we remember. That's why I believe um, remembering our failures or remembering things that we wished we could have done different, because it's not necessarily a failure. Maybe it's something you just wish you could have done different, right? Mm, And remember those things, but don't dwell on them. Mm -hmm. Dwelling is going to lead you down a deep, dark hole that is going to be mm-hmm. very hard to get out of. Just yeah. remember them, make a decision, and move on. Yeah, because you can't change your past. You can't. The past is already written, gone, and done. You can exactly. only, change, only change what's in today. And so I agree completely, 100% with no one special. Just dwelling on the past is, is so detrimental. Um, I can just say even from a personal level, like it, it happens even in grief that um, we always do, like, when our loved ones pass, we always think, this is what I should have done. This is what I, what I didn't do. This is the mistakes I made. And, and the thing is, it doesn't help, right? <laughs> like, Never. It, doesn't, it doesn't fix what happened, and it doesn't change what's happening today. So just sitting and dwelling and, and making yourself miserable, just be kind. Just be kind to yourselves. And don't do that to yourselves. Be kind to your hearts. Be kind to your spirits. So, if you're feeling like that, what would you do different in the future? I, I, if I feel that way, what would I do differently in the future? 
Exactly. If you're telling yourself that after a loved one passed away, you wish you did this or you wish you did that differently, what would be your goal to moving forward in the future? I think just making sure that I appreciate the people that are with me so much more. Like, like just really appreciating them and letting them know that I like them, that I value them. Um, just just making that time more for them because we, 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 you see, life is all about, like, it's all in time, right? We live in, the, in a time frame. And, and even though this world keeps moving forward, it's all in a, it's all in a span of time. Um, and so 100%. if I, if I could get that time back, you know, I would definitely, yeah, spend more time loving that person, showing I care, being more open to their suggestions, being more open to their, their criticisms that are supposed to be constructive. Um, right. all I would change because I can see it now. And it's like it's 20, what we were saying, hindsight is 2020 20 or whatever. You can only see it now, you know, then it just felt like a bother, but now it's like, Hey, you know, I can see what this person was actually doing. And they were trying to grow me as a person. They were trying to help me. And they actually were invested in me, you know? And so I think, yeah, I think there's, there's so much to learn from that. And there's so much to take away from that. And that person, it's too late for them, but it's not too late for me. Exactly. I guess what I was getting at was, like, I've had those same sentiments. And for me, it was, um, well, all of the rest of the people I have around me, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make time for them. I'm going to listen to them more. I'm going to tell them how I feel. I'm exactly what you're saying. It's just, you know, and that's what's hard when you have something like that because you can't fix it with that person. Right. That's not an option anymore. But right. you can make it better for the rest of whatever you have going on with the future. And that's mm-hmm. a way to make you grow and make... You know, obviously, I mean, for me, being a well-liked person is something I kind of want. It's not like 100% necessary, but I appreciate it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, and and, yeah, not everybody's going to like me. I mean, uh, I don't know if you listened when uh, the German guy did the um, personality test conversation and... um, I didn't, but yeah. I was a uh, ENTP type um, T. Yeah, ENTP dash T, which is a debater, and I'm a turbulent debater, which wow. is just wow. kind of extra. You know, I, I guess what it says is I find myself playing devil's advocate and arguing with people for the sake of arguing. <laughs> and I'm like, well... I can oh. see that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh wow, I love that. Yeah, the <laughs> you know, be good. They they kind of bring out the best and the worst in us, you know. They help us. Yeah. Clearly. And yeah. It, <laughs> it can be difficult though when you have you know a significant other and mm-hmm. you start punching holes through things that they say and you just yeah. it's like. I guess what it says is also like a lack of empathy 
um, or, you know, reasoning for feelings, which I feel like I've kind of worked past that and I can reason with feelings a lot better now. But it is is something I do recognize is uh, I am logic-based hardcore. (laughs) And that's that's good. I mean, a lot of, I feel like... I, I feel like I'm also like that. I, I'm not so much a fact-based person, but I am I am a logic. Like, I do like to think in logical terms. Um, and I do go a lot by feelings as well. So, I mean, we're all designed differently. We're all made differently. We all think differently. Um, right. So, it's not, not one is better than the other, right? It's just No, it's all a matter of how we can work together, <laughs> you know? We can balance each other out, and we can even balance those things within ourselves out a bit more. So it's a practice for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, that's like another failure I have is is not seeing emotions better or not having good enough tact with a, a conversation I want to have with somebody, and then it turns around and bites me in the butt, you know. And so it's like, oh, I need to work on that. Do that right? better. <laughs> good that's good because that is the attitude that will get you getting more successful in that area in your life because you actually are willing to work on it you know like if we're not willing to work on something then we never improve you know we never improve we just stay stuck in that same vicious cycle of behavior and patterns absolutely that's kind of how like my whole life has been is like i i grew up um playing sports you know and then uh, later on in high school, I started racing motocross, and that's where failure became extremely evident. Like, it's super black and white, because in sports, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I can throw the ball, I'm pretty accurate, but there's no, like, direct thing. It's like, racing motocross was you either won or you <laughs> lost. You okay. either got second, third, or first, and your goal is to win, right? Well, right. <laughs> I'm not winning what's my problem? Like, and, and right. how am I going to get better? Because this is a thing I want to do. Right. What do I need to do to do that? And then just making that jump from, you know, okay, that's how that worked. Well, if I want to get better at anything else, I need to realize that I'm not doing this right, or I can do this better, or there's a better uh, a technique for this. And I need right. to be honest that I'm not doing it successfully. And that I need right. to try something new. Right. Yeah, see? And that, that, and that's so good. Like, I, I really like how you view it. Like, everything is just a chance to just improve, to do better, and to learn, and to learn from that. Um, instead of just beating yourself up. Right? I tend to sometimes beat myself up too much about something. Just, you know, mm-hmm. go over over again with it, right? But... You know, there gets a point where you got to let go. Like you said, you got to let go and say, hey, you know, it, is it so important for me to win? Is it so, it, does it go even above my health, my mental health? You know what I mean? Right. Like, does it go above, does it trump everything? My relationships, mental health, um, self Physical health in, in some physical, cases. <laughs> physical health in some cases. It does it, re- it doesn't, is it really that important? And so you got to ask mm-hmm. yourself that, like, success shouldn't be at the expense of everything, of those things that are even more important. Well, it's like, a, that's where you define your own success. Right. You know, and that's where I feel like mine is really important because at the end of the day, uh, I hurt, 
<laughs> a lot. Uh, right. I feel like a 50-year-old man trapped in a 30-year-old's body. And wow. I'm okay with that, but it's something that I don't recommend for everyone. Yeah. Even though it it taught me a lot of life lessons really early, which I appreciate, you know. And I just think there's a lot of better ways to do it, maybe like listening on stereo and maximizing your time by listening to other people's mistakes and their failures and maybe not making those same ones yourself. Right. So if anybody out there has a failure they would like to share so we can all grow and we can all learn, me and MK Girl 21 are completely open and ready to hear whatever you have to say. Um, I'm also on Instagram. If you want to have a conversation with me, you can message me. I believe MKGirl21 is also on Instagram. You can message her if you'd like to set up something. and Or even just DM us and talk to us about you know something you want to talk about. I'm just an open book. I'm not a professional. But I'd love to listen to you and give you my opinion if that's what you need. Yeah. And same here. Like, I'm always open for a, for a message, a DM, and, and just even just a talk. Uh, even if you want to call me on Instagram, just feel free because I'm willing to listen. I'm really willing to help wherever I can, but I am still not a counselor. Yeah. Make that very clear. I am not a counselor. I'm not a psychologist. Yeah. I am just a dumb dirt worker. I pull levers, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, but this is, this is really good. Um, I feel like maybe I should have, I don't know, I don't have a lot of notes here <laughs> about failure. I just wanted to kind of come in with my own personal experiences. No, that's awesome. I think that's really where it stems from, and that's the easiest way to talk about it, you know? Um yeah. I guess if we're going to go, like, next level failure, I think the biggest failure I made was in my personal relationship with my current girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm actually really, really lucky. would love to put an exclamation point, a couple of those on there. <laughs> I am extremely, extremely lucky. Yeah. Um, we started dating when I was a lot younger. And okay. you know how that goes. A young boy just kind of figures out where he stands in the world. And then, you know, you've got all these, quote, options around. And, you know, you start just figuring out what you can do. And and that's what I did. Well, I ended up cheating on her. And things went south. We tried to stay together. It just didn't work out, you know, which I can completely understand. Um, that, That act of failure in a relationship was the absolute crux of me growing to the point where I'm at now. Wow. Um, I did not, I I learned that I did not like myself. Uh, I didn't enjoy the person that I was. And I just had to make huge self-reflective evaluations on what type of person that I wanted to be. Who do you want to be? You know, like, what is that? And and my first thing, yeah, obviously, was being honest. Right. That was the very first thing, because that's, like, you know, how that all came about, right? Right. And from that, it was leading into, um, like, okay, well, I'm going to be honest. That's great. But now I'm so honest that... P 
people don't want to hear my honesty. Like, it just hurts people's feelings. I'm like, okay. So now I need to have perspective and respect for people, their boundaries, and what they're ready to listen to. You know? Right. And and that will that will help me be, you know, more liked or step on less toes and still be able to get my point across, you know, or respect that they maybe don't need to hear what I have to say. That's right. not, you know, I'm just me. They're them. They don't have to like what I think. Right, that's a thing. Right. <laughs> you know? Wow. I think that's so powerful. I think that, you know, it does take certain experiences to really um, wake up a person. And I'm not saying anything to you, to you like even with me. like. Um, oh, no, it's 100% true for me. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, right? It makes, it makes a person wake up and realize, you know, this is what I was doing wrong. This is the path I was on that wasn't very healthy. And it was a mm-hmm. path to fear. It was a path to destruction. Um, but, but here is my opportunity to be different. And I guess, like, for me, yeah, um, mostly for me, it's been in, in work environments. Um, I know in one work environment very clearly that, um, that I was being told certain things that I was doing that was not correct. And I remember taking it so personally and so much to heart that, you know, it didn't allow me to kind of grow in a positive way, in a healthy way in that work environment Mm -hmm. because everything so personally and felt like it was an an attack and nobody really liked me. And, And now when I think about it, it's like, how would I do it different? I would probably now take it as a learning experience and just that, not as something personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, because later on, when I got when I had to leave that workplace, you know, it became very evident to me that this director, this person, didn't have a personal thing against me. It was just the way I had performed, you know. Right. And so, that being said, you know, I had a lot to learn from that, and and instead, I just kind of got bitter and closed off, and didn't really open my mind to a lot of it, and so. I think, yeah, I think there's an opportunity of growth for me in that, in that area as well. And as far as, like, relationships con- are concerned, yeah, I feel I, I've often been very honest. And honesty often um, has been my downfall. <laughs> right. To, um, because people will say they like it, but in all actual reality, they don't. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm losing a lot of relationships because of that. <laughs> yeah, I think me and you can agree. Um I have what I like to call unapologetic honesty. Okay. I'm not sorry about the truth because the <laughs> truth is, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, and, and I'm not sorry about that. And that's where it gets me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. The same way. I'm the same way. It gets me in trouble. Um, I am usually not sorry because I feel like I have to, I just have to say something about a certain I thing. I can appreciate and- that a hundred percent. You know, because if it's not right, I got to say it. And yet, you know, I don't really think about the other person. So maybe one thing I could learn is how to be honest in the right way that it won't come across negatively. And I think I loved mm-hmm. your German guy one time where you were talking about honesty and perspective. And, and we talked a little bit about that, right? Like how to be mm-hmm. honest in the right way. Um, so that's that, that I find. And I don't really find this as a failure of mine. I think it's just a failure of mine to not see the other person's side like just with you like to be able to connect with the other Mm -hmm. person's emotions it's the same with me like being able to 
think how the other person might receive that. I have a hard Having time. perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's so important. It really is. It's Ooh, one of the hardest things to have. I'm excited. I'm excited too. It's, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> okay. Look, I think that anybody can say anything that they want. I think it's just how you approach it, how you say it to somebody. You know, you have to be very careful, especially right now during this pandemic. People are stressed, their senses are higher. You have to be able to come to pe with people or to people when you're talking to them with care, with kindness. You have to watch the tone of your voice. You know, especially if you're in person, you got to watch your body language. Because, like I said, you know, people can approach me. They can say whatever they want. But I don't accept disrespect. And so if you want to have good, you know, communication with other people, um, with your friends, your family, you definitely got to be mindful of their feelings, their heart. You know, and that all starts with the way that you approach a subject, you know, and I think honesty is great, but you also want to take into consideration the person's feelings because they have the right to not be verbally slapped. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that was a hard, hard lesson for me to learn is to yeah. have good tact and tone and yeah. how I talk to people. Yeah, same here very hard lesson to learn and and i also think with honesty we have to also be able to um accept that what they're going to say back to us like we always want we always want to be able to say things to people <laughs> and expect them to react and respond a certain way but we have to be i really like what you said there i'm going to do that that sounds great <laughs> to accept what they're going to have to say too and that we might also not quite like it you know <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly yeah, you know, Go ahead. Yeah, we also got to be sensitive to that for sure. Yeah. So if we were talking about honesty for a second. I'd like to prod that just a little bit. Um, and this is kind of how I feel about it. Uh, or at least you'll understand what I'm thinking is if you know something to be true mm -hmm. in your perspective um, mm -hmm. and you don't say anything about it. Is mm -hmm. that the same to you as lying? Hmm. Yeah. yeah like, say, okay, so let me, let me situationalize this, okay? Um, you're at work, and you know that a co-worker did or didn't do a thing, right? Hmm. right. In a positive or negative way, right? Mm -hmm. Now, your boss looks at it, and they say wow, why is this like this? Or, man, who did this? In <laughs> yeah. either scenario, you now have an opportunity to either stay silent and say, I really don't know, but you do know. Or you can say, in the positive, wow, so-and-so did that, and they did a really good job, right? Building someone up, that's great. But the harder side is, like, do you just stay silent because you don't want to tear that person down, or you want to be like, well so-and-so did that and now are you responsible because you didn't say anything while they were doing it or are you just it gets real gray in all of that scenario you know what i mean no it does and I, and you make a lot of good points there i mean i think um i think to me it would be the same as 
I, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's, it is really great. Like, it, it seems to me like it would be like lying if you didn't say something, you know, because you're afraid of being too honest mm -hmm. or having a person. But at the same time, mm -hmm. it's like, um, the truth is, it's the truth. <laughs> is. Exactly. Like you got to You got to say the truth because then you're, you're, you're preventing that whole situation from occurring or you're, or you're already, you already know that you, you, you know, you try to do something about it. Right. It may mm -hmm. still have tried to do something about it. And then there can be that sense of failure for not having tried, right. For not having tried yeah. to point, pointed that out to that person. So it's really tricky, you know, it's really tricky Do you yeah. have to say for fear of crushing that person. And then, and then that, or, you know, and feel like you, you're lying because you're not saying anything. Like, I, I also agree very strongly that, you know, I believe in being honest and telling the truth because I find that people who kind of say things just that you want to hear is like lying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh huh. That is 100% lying. Like, don't, don't beat around the bush or don't, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, <laughs> Don't gas me up, you know, that's a, yeah. you know, slang term or whatever, but it's, uh, there's yeah. another more accurate term for it. Um, oh, words escape me right now. But yes, a hundred percent. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Hit it up. Okay. Oh, oh, I can't, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Uh, good question. Good go. question, Billy. Sorry, I was I had to go there for a while, but uh, but <laughs> lying and holding something back because you know it's not going to be beneficial to the person is not the same thing. Not the same thing. Um, you know, like if it's a repeated habit, if someone keeps, you know, saying things to me that are, that hurt me. I might let it go the first time. But the second, um, the second time, I'm gonna say, "Hey, you need to, you need to get your shit together." <laughs> um, so I guess this will lead me into kind of where <laughs> my answer would be on that. And okay. I appreciate you, German guys. Thank you so much. Um, if if you don't say something in that situation, I feel like I am um, keeping that person's ability to grow at bay. I am denying them that failure so they can grow then. And they're going to probably make that failure again. Mm -hmm. And I would rather them learn now than do the same thing again. Again, Yeah, I agree you with know. you. That's what I'm going to say, that I would tell them right off the bat the first time so that there is you no know. fear of them repeating that behavior or whatever again the next time. Exactly. And now when it comes with, personal things with people when they talk to me you're a better man than me because <laughs> I, if you say something that offends me like i'm gonna tell you like amina hawk real quick fast in a hurry you better think about what you're saying right now because i'm going to really hurt your brain and why i know and feel you're fucked up and you can either take it or walk so Wow. It gets real simple. <laughs> yeah, it gets you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and I think, you know, you can only take so much of those kinds of people, right? Like you can only take oh, so man. much. And then you can't take any more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, I explained it in my perspective and honesty talk with German guy. But yeah, it is uh, like 
you you have to have the same amount of respect and trust between two people to be able to be around each other and have a interesting or whatever conversation. Um, but as soon as someone doesn't have the same amount of respect for you, like I start really mitigating my time with that person. Yeah. Like it is right. not worth it to me. Right. Just no. Yeah. <laughs> if they're not, if they're not uplifting for you and they're not, you know, they're not going to build you up and they're, they're just, you know, you, yeah, you've got to be able to get yourself away from what we call those kind of people, toxic people. A hundred percent. Yeah. Let's right. see. You ready for this one? We love hearing from you. Let's hear this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm all for advocating for compassion and kindness, but I also believe in karma. You know, I'm not the kind mm -hmm. of Christian. I will turn my other cheek. I'll punch you right back if you punch me in the face. I don't know. It sounds harsh, <laughs> but I don't take shit from people anymore in my life. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I often describe myself as a, a dog <laughs> for that same thing, you know? Like, yeah. I can be really nice and really mellow, but yeah. let me tell you, if another dog comes up to my dog showing any sort of aggression, they get that aggression right back. Yeah, see, like, I'm, I'm... No, no. I'm like that, too. I, I, don't, I take no nonsense from people. You know what I mean? Like... Like if mm -hmm. I feel like I'm being treated like very negatively, then I just I just cut myself away from that person, plain and simple. I just cut myself away. Mm -hmm. But we want it's just not people. worth the heartache. <laughs> right. But we want to keep this as positive as possible. At the same time, oh, a hundred percent. You know, yeah. I mean, and maybe get back to failure. <laughs> failure instead of talking about how bad other people are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty of bad people in the world, but I believe the people on stereo are some of the best people that I've met. So I appreciate all of you that are here, all of you listening, and everyone who's uh, go ahead and, you know, sent us a message. Thank you again for being here, a part of me and MK Girl talking about our attitudes towards failure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know... I'm wondering, I'm, I'm trying to think here, you know, another avenue of failure of me or uh, something I think a lot of people don't, right. maybe an abstract feeling of failure is uh, like physical failures. Um, and this is where like you're doing something, say like you're driving your car, okay? Everything right. goes right. You did nothing wrong, but you get T-boned in an intersection. Right. Now you run into, uh, you know, PTSD. And they call right. it a disorder, but I really just call it post-traumatic stress. Because mm -hmm. it's, in, it's something that shouldn't have happened, and it happened, and now you have trauma from that. Right? right. But how do you move forward from that? And I, I wouldn't call that a failure, but that is something that's a hard-fought hill. The, the PSD. Yeah, and, and you have to be able to travel. Like, in this day and age, there's no mm -hmm. not driving or riding right. in a car, you know, right. you or a bus or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And being able to get over that sort of thing, I think, is something right. that is extremely, extremely hard. 
Hmm. Yeah. So, so are you saying like a fear, like a phobia kind of thing? It, yeah, it would be like a phobia. Um, because yeah. okay, like I'll set it in the in the dirt bike thing. Is say, you know, to go the fastest way I can around the track, I need to jump this jump. Well, that right. jump has a pretty high consequence of either doing it wrong one way or the other. Well, right. then I do it wrong, and now I crash. Well, guess what? That jump is still going to be in the track. Whether I broke my bone and I come back in a couple months, or whether I didn't get hurt that bad, but I almost did, that jump is still there. Right. You know, my goal is still to go fast. Like, I have to get over that feeling of fear, of regret from what I did do and it didn't turn out. And I have to tell myself that I believe in myself enough to do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Like, and, and just go back through the motions of this is what I need to do. This is what I maybe didn't do. Or this right. is what, you know, I did do that made it worse. Like, do what I need to do to make this happen. But I, so basically I need to overcome this fear. I need to be able to get to a point where I can say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for this. I'm going to overcome this fear. Um, exactly. Phobias are, are, are a type of fear that doesn't make sense. It's a sort of a mental disorder that people, some people have mm-hmm. um, and where they, their fear is totally unexplainable and it's illogical. You know, and yet it's so much a part of their life. It's as real as like you and me and like seeing mm-hmm. each other. Like it's just real for them. It's just real. And I think, yeah, that can be a failure sometimes to, I don't even know if it's a failure, but like, you know, you got to have that ability, that attitude, like you said, I'm just going to do it, you know, I'm just going to do it and see what happens because that's the only yeah. way that you overcome fear is if you actually put yourself in that fearful position. Yeah. I, I think of it as managing my emotions. Yeah. If you hold yourself if managing emotions, but also do it, but also be careful how you do it. Like don't, don't push yourself. Right. Because there can be trauma in pushing yourself into that fear. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, little steps. <laughs> steps, you know, that's what we're saying. We're not telling you to just, overcome your fears overnight and just do it because it's like jumping into an ice cold water, ice cold bath and you get a shock, right? You don't need to do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, baby steps. Yeah. There's a difference between, you know, hypothermia or ripping off a bandaid, you know, and you got to find that balance for yourself. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. There's a, there's a huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see what, uh, what we got going on here. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have already discussed this, but another huge failure for me is the failure to try or the failure to start something. Having a dream that has been bubbling inside of me forever, but not starting or not, you know, going after it due to fear. So allowing myself to stand in the way of my own success and journeys and and discoveries and, and destiny, basically. Because I <laughs> failed myself because I allowed fear to cripple me. Wow. Yes. That is something I wanted to talk about. And thank you for bringing it up, Miss Amina Hawk. Fear of failure. Yeah. The fear that of is, Yeah, that is so hard for people, I think, nowadays to get over. Yeah. Um, and it's, 
it, it's exactly what you said. You're just holding yourself back from your own destiny. Right. You're not allowing yourself to make a mistake, to work towards that next goal. You know, you need to be able to let yourself do those things, you know, and, and be able to embrace failure. Like, yeah, I just thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And I just want to speak to that, Amina Hawk, as well, um, that even for me, I've struggled with that many times. And especially when I moved to Steinbach, like when I moved to this small town here in Canada, um, I won't even call it a city. It's more like a town. Um, but um, I was just terrified to go back into childcare because I thought that I did so poorly at my other childcare center that I had nothing left to offer and that I would be, I would be treated just as bad. Now, I mean, it's not all true, you know, it's not all true, but, but I, but it was just that fear. And the thing is, is that I took that step to just go and go back into childcare. In fact, the first, the first door of opportunity was for me to go into EA, educational assistant. And I didn't think I had anything to offer there either. But I just, with the help of someone else, I just took that leap of faith. I just took that jump. And, and I found out that I really liked helping children in school. I really liked, you know, being involved in their learning and, and being with those that needed more help and more guidance, um, even socially and emotionally. And so... <clears throat> And now I'm thinking it's something I might like to do. But um, what I'm saying is that, yeah, it's so easy to let one experience cripple us and, and not allow us to move forward. And so I think you made such a valid point, Amina Hawk, and I'm really grateful that you came on today, and as well as all the rest of you listeners, and, and that you could give that kind of input, because that's exactly the same thing that I've struggled with. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's beautiful that you found something that, you know, brings you joy in that. And especially it's, you know, helping kids. I think that's a extremely underrated profession, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, being able to, I, I think that's a lot of stuff, you know, we get told as kids, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, you know, whatever. Or now be a firefighter or policeman or go into the military or you know, whatever the case may be, but some, not everybody has the same dream, you yeah. know, and people should follow their dreams and do what they feel in their heart is going to make them happy. So that way, you know, when you go to work, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? Right. And people are afraid of taking that leap because it's not the conventional way of looking at it. Okay. And don't be afraid to fail at doing what you love. If you really love to do it, people will make it work. You yeah. know, you, I, I guarantee there's someone on YouTube doing what you love to do and making money at it because they love it that much. Right. You know, I think so too. And I think, I think if you go into something like I'm not doing EA now, I'm not being, I'm not an educational assistant now. I was for a little while. Um, I work at McDonald's now, but I think it's, again, it's any job you're in, you know, sometimes you got to work at having that, you know, to, that mm -hmm. you feel, you know, you're doing well in it and, and you're succeeding, but it has to be a mind shift. It has to be an attitude you have of like, I'm going to go every day into work. It's not the dream job, but it's a job and it's a job that's paying my bills and it's a job that I'm going to still make my best at it and do the best I can in it. Um, mm -hmm. Now, 
And that in itself is an attitude against failure. It's an attitude of six, I'm going to succeed in whatever I do. Um, Absolutely. Now, being afraid uh, to, to get into something because it isn't the conventional thing. Because even um, for me, it's like, yeah, I might like to be an EA, but the thing is, is that, you know, then I'm going away from what my family thinks I should be doing. And I really care what my family thinks. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you know, who are you going to care about the most? Are you going to care about your family or are you going to care about you? Thank you. I was just going to say, well, are, are you going to worry about failing your family or failing yourself? Right. You know, who you do you know. have to look in, Who looks at you in the mirror? Right. You know? And it's important to have good family relationships, but Absolutely. if they're good family and they see that you love what you do, I mean, they'll love you regardless. Right. They'll support you regardless of whatever it is you do because they know it's going to make you happy. I know before my mother passed, she did talk to me. I said to her, you know, I might like to do something else than early childhood education because it's a really hard job working in the daycares. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. You know, you do, you know, you can go into some other kind of field of work. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the important thing. I think, you know, I mean, for some of my other family members, it's a different story, but I think... (laughs) I think what you got to do is you just got to look at yourself and think what would be best for me. Because remember, you only live once. YOLO. So you really want <laughs> every moment of your life count for something. And if you're holding yes, yourself back from some kind of job that's your destiny or that you were always meant to do, then, then that's kind of sad. So you just kind of got to go for it. <laughs> A hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent. I feel in my heart of hearts, that's what you should do. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's this. Go let's for it. <laughs> Somebody was talking about PTSD. I was in the military for 16 years, and now I have... PTSD. Yeah, that's really unfortunate, you know, and uh, there's a lot of different ways it can happen in there, and and I was never in the military, so I can't speak to any experience at all in that. Um, I just, I appreciate everyone who's fought and served and given us the freedoms that we have here and, and allowed us to have the opportunities that we have without being oppressed by other situations um but i feel like it's uh that's a really really hard one to get over you know i feel like a lot of those guys it's not you know there's the war fighters but then you think about it there's 85 percent of the military is supporting them and a lot of those people their their quote ptsd comes from not being in control of the danger that they were put in and just having to say well it's either going to happen or it's not over and over and over again. And it just, it wrecks you mentally from what I can understand. And I couldn't imagine being put in that same scenario. Wow. Well, yeah, I can't talk into it at all. I mean, I, um, I'm not, um, I don't know. I, I've, I've definitely not gone to war and um, I actually have pacifist beliefs, whether you, you know, believe it or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't actually believe in war, like going to war and all of that. But but it doesn't mean that I'm not aware of those things. You know, I'm very much mm-hmm. aware that veterans suffer a lot from PTSD and that 
it, you know, it's very brave of them to have to go fight somewhere um, overseas for their country and all of that. But I just don't have enough knowledge around that to, to make a comment really that's helpful. Yeah, it's, that's a tough one. I mean, and, and again, I don't know anything. I'm a Google just whatever, you know. I can't stand behind anything, you know. I couldn't state my, my cite my sources, if you will. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's, I feel like, you know, it's up to you. You you decide whether or not that was worth it for you. If we're going to talk about failure and, and those feelings, you know. And I don't think it was a failure. If you ask me, I think, you know, you did a service. And that is a sacrifice that you made. And hopefully that you're getting help with that condition that you are now kind of stuck with and hopefully working through. Yeah, I, I, I agree with no one special. Like, hopefully you're getting the help you need with that. And, and you know, and everybody has their, their ideas of what they feel is worth it to them. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's like another big one is uh, people in the military, man, if you want to talk about failure, they crush you, <laughs> you know, uh, from, from what you see, it's like when you first go in, that's pretty much all they do. They make you fail nonstop until you don't think anything of yourself. And then they build you up into the person that they want you to be. And that's how we have all of these people that come out of the military that are really good at uh, completing their objectives and not fearing failure because they go, okay, fork in the road, or this, excuse me, this situation happened, this is how I'm going to overcome it, and then just put that plan into action, you know? Right. And, and I think that's a really valuable thing that I think a lot of people who don't go into the military kind of miss out on or have a longer, a lot longer um, road to learning. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more with you. That they, they're really. It's really ingrained in them. You know, it's really pounded into them how mm -hmm. they got to be tough and strong and be able to foresee things ahead of, like ahead of them, to know how to how they're gonna approach that goal, how they're gonna uh, how they're gonna deal with that obstacle. You know, they have to know all of that. They didn't go through obstacle training courses, I think, and all of that. Like, right. It, just really, it looks really intense, and and so that's why that's why they're probably with, able to withstand anything once they come out of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like I guess the the other thing they talk about, you know, okay, well we're gonna have this plan, we're gonna do this, we're gonna go do that, and we're gonna blah blah blah. They have their whole plan of how this, you know, action is gonna work, and they'll say, um, your plan is great. It all will only survive as long as there is no contact with the enemy or something like that. You know, your plan is only valid until someone throws a wrench in it, you know. Yeah, we're going to go do that until we get shot at, and then now something else is probably going to happen. And that's mm -hmm. where they teach them to, you know, observe, you know, uh, um, they have to kind of disassociate themselves from the immediate threat or situation so they can see the big picture right mm -hmm. and not get tunnel vision and then that's how they're going to work through the whole situation to make a new plan or adjust their plan to make it work and that's right. kind of in with failure like 
okay, well, now I have this obstacle in the way or this is happening. I still have the same end goal. How do I get there without this, you know, or with this now foreseen thing in my way, you know? And it's, they got a leg up, I got to say. You know, if you can use that training and mindset, you yeah. you will do well. Yeah, wow. But it, it's definitely not for the faint of heart, and it's not for everybody. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, we're not telling anyone to go into the military to, to be able to, <laughs> you know. No. I mean, to each their own. You know, if you feel a strong call to, to fight for your country, by all means do that. But if you feel like you want to color or take care of kids or, you know, do what I do and work construction, you know, just do what makes you happy is really what it comes down to. Um, do what, you, what and, makes you happy, you'll, you're most likely to succeed. And there won't be that battle with, with the failure uh, situation. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, well... I, I imagine there still will be, <laughs> because I, I do what I love, and I still fail all the time. I, no, and I'm not saying I don't. I'm not perfect. I'm just saying yeah. you're more successful. You know, and, uh, it's something you love to do. Yeah, it's for me, it's uh, the failures that I experience are easier to stomach because I love what I do, because I want to get better. I don't yeah. see it as, well that sucked. And now I'm never going to do that again. I'm like, dang, that sucked. I really need to do that different you mm -hmm. know, because I want to do it different. I want to be better. And that's the, that's the perspective mind shift, your attitude towards failure, either working for you or working against you. Right. That's, you can have that attitude for sure of like, like, like you said, if you like what you're doing, then you're most more likely to, to strive or to persevere to, to do better. You know, uh, you're not as quick to give up. And um, and I think that's the same. It's your attitude. Like you're saying, I totally 100% agree. It's your attitude. You have to have the attitude of, I want to keep trying instead of I'm a failure. I'm a bum. You know, like I'm never going to get ahead. I'm never going to, you know, rise above. It's, it's the yep. attitude, shifted mind of saying, no, you know, I. it's not about me rising above or whatever it's just about me saying you know what i'm going to do the best i can in this situation mm -hmm. i'm going to do the best i can and i'm going to just keep getting better from here on because i'm going to put a hundred percent into it and my best foot forward and when i fail i'll just see what i can do about it to do better the next time absolutely i mean i, I feel like both of those statements on on both sides will turn into self-fulfilling prophecies if you tell yourself you're not good enough and, well, I guess I'm just going to keep failing, then guess what? You will. Yeah. But if you tell yourself, like, I'm going to succeed, I'm going to do better, I'm going to learn from what this was, and this is what's going to happen, I will succeed, then guess what? You are ten times more likely to succeed than the other person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we realize how often our thoughts, uh, the power of our mind and our thoughts have on us have on our life, have on how we feel physically, emotionally, mentally, like it just has a huge impact on the human existence is our thought. Yeah, I mean, staying positive, uh, it's so hard to do, especially for, I feel like the younger generations that we have, you know, growing up all the time. I mean, childhood suicide is almost at an all-time high right now, and it's a lot to do with 
you know, social media and the way that things are going, but it's, it's having the outlook that, you know, they don't understand time in the same way that we do. Um, I did a talk with the timekeeper, uh, Amina mm. Hawks, amazing co-host. And yes, did too. <laughs> yeah, what he told me or what we talked about was that actually we had a listener chime in and said that um, the reason that, you know, kids don't experience time the same way we do is because they haven't experienced as much time. So when you're a kid, every day seems like an eternity because your reference for time isn't 30 years, it's 10 or 12, you know? And so they feel like it's never going to get better. And, you know, it's really important to embrace with the kids that we have around us that failure is going to happen. It's an inevitability. It's everything and how you look at it that's going to make or break your ability to succeed in this world. Right. It doesn't matter the age. I just want to put it out there. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are. Um, and, it's, and it's not, failure is not something that just happens to certain people. I think that's where we get it sometimes, where we think only certain people fail and everybody else succeeds. That's the <laughs> comparison thing coming in again, you know? But Absolutely. Everybody fails to some degree or another. Maybe not not terrible like not to high degree maybe not to low like maybe it's somewhere in between but there's always people out there that have done something that they wish they hadn't done or could have done different um who who is the guy who invented the light bulb um yes albert einstein no uh no no l was it alexander graham bell i thought he did the phone he did the phone uh, is it Albert Einstein? Oh, no. Is, is it Albert Einstein? That real quick. Oh, no. Hold on. I'm here. Chime in and let us know who you think it is, all of our wonderful listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho, uh, I knew it for a minute, and then my brain just kind of rotted away, and I got a phone call, and then that distracted me. It was terrible. I am so mad. They keep calling me. Call me thinking I'm going to answer, and that just isn't going to happen. Um, MK Girl, are you muted? Am I muted? What's going on? I'm upset. I'm muted now. Okay. Um, no. But anywho, um, with that guy, I was just going to say that uh, he failed at making the light bulb over a hundred times. Okay. Right? Using right. different filaments. I mean, mm-hmm. people who succeed generally fail. <laughs> yeah. Most people who have successful businesses have had other businesses that weren't successful. Ooh, you know? I got it. Who did it? So the person, you got it? The person who invented the light bulb is Thomas Edison? That one. That's the yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so... Go ahead. Yeah, I totally forgot that too. I used to know all these different inventors, but it's totally like I totally forgotten. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always think of Nikolai Tesla as the most famous electrical engineer slash inventor, and yeah. and how he was stifled. And then you think about him though, 
Um, and something that they say a lot is that his experiments didn't fail very often. And it was his ability to draw out every last thing and then run through the process of his entire invention from start to finish what was going to happen from this part to this part. And that was like something that was really amazing was his ability to have version one work rather than Thomas Edison version 100 work. You know, he was just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks and and Nikolai Tesla was always known for, no, I'm going to build this, and this is my expected result, and then nine times out of ten, that's what he got. Right. You know, which I think is amazing. That's just no so words other, for that. So the other one just said, this is what it's going to be. Like, this is the outcome, and then it was the outcome. You're saying about Nikolai Tesla? Yeah, Nikolai Tesla. I mean, they're always, you know, in science, they have a, a hypotenuse, right? Which is uh, if then, or if this, then that, right? Yeah. Um, so a lot of times he's like, okay, well, I have this invention. I'm going right. to take this energy and I'm going to turn it into this energy via this process. Right. And, and right. he would be able to do that just on most of all of his inventions, which wow. is crazy to me because it was stuff that was all experimental then right and this is yeah this that's that was all scientific uh, scientific experiments that he was that was happening yeah and it's mm-hmm. amazing kind of courage he had and the determination and the willpower to just keep going to just keep you know doing it as well as with thomas edison um and i think i think that's what german guy was saying in the early very early beginning of what we talked about is that um is that many, many of the most famous people, you know, succeeded by having tried so many times. Mm-hmm. You know, having to work And that if we people. want to succeed, succeed, we need to be able to fail. <laughs> have to be able to fail and then, but be able to fail in a way that, that doesn't totally tear us down. That, 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 yeah. that we've been talking about, that, that makes us feel like, okay, we, I failed in this, but here's how I'm going to go on. And, um, because, because let's make our failures have purpose. Let's yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that. You know, uh, like Amina Hawk said, you know, it's it's not a failure until you stop trying, until you give up. You know, yeah. that's the only real failure is yeah. giving up. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, also so many artists, you know, kind of in the same way, like. They had all kinds of struggles in their personal life. I know that Van Gogh struggled, you know, um, I believe. Yeah. Or something. And um, who painted this? Michelangelo that painted the Sistine Chapel. Like, you know, how long it took him to, like, how he just stayed on <laughs> and painted for, I don't know if it was years or something. <laughs> I think it was. I'm not familiar with my history on that, but I know it was a long time. <laughs> yeah. He, he did it for a really long time. And he didn't give up. And look how amazing masterpiece it was. Yeah. You know, so some things that we want to succeed in, we got to fail and we got it and it got and we have to go through it a period where it takes a lot of time to get mm-hmm. to that success. And I think even uh, like if we're talking artists like comedians, <laughs> most mm-hmm. comedians who are really good have been trying and practicing all of their stuff for the better part of 10 years before they're yeah. any actually any good, 
you know? And they yeah. all, like, he says it all the time. Uh, I watch Joe Rogan, and he's like, they bombed. Like, it was terrible, you know? Yeah. Like, I bombed, and it was terrible. But it was yeah. the courage to learn from those mistakes and try and get better that allowed them to get to where they were at, you know? And that was kind of like a barrier to entry, really. The fact that they could fail and that they were willing to keep trying, you know? Yeah. And the other people who would try and then fail, they were kind of just like, eh, it's not worth it enough to them, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's so, you know, it says so much to the human uh, strength, the strength in a person, when they just w are determined to keep going. And, and mm -hmm. I can say that for me, that there have been a lot of roadblocks, but I keep going, you know? Um, you know, I failed two road tests. I still plan on doing another road test. You know, I, yes, I'm working at McDonald's. I still have plans in the future to go into something more that I like. Like, I'm not giving up, you know, by any means. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just taking a bit of a break. And, and that's another thing that I want all of our listeners to hear, too, is like, it's okay to take a break, too, from things. Mm -hmm. You know, because to push yourself and push yourself and push yourself to get to a certain point, that can also just cause a burnout, you know? Yeah, I can get behind that for sure. I think mental clarity and self-reflection is really important. You know, I mean, you have to, I, for me, I have to really evaluate my own failures. And I probably do it to a point of, of almost being a problem because I will dive really deep into self-thought and break it down to its absolute basis points. Um, wow. Because I'm super simple. I'm not smart, <laughs> in my uh, own opinion. You are smart. You know a lot. So, no, no. I'm a wealth of useless knowledge. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> no, no. I don't buy that. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. But yeah. for me, it's like I have to break everything down as simple as possible for me to be able to make a decision, you know. And... It's, it takes time. It takes a lot of time that you have to allot yourself, you know. You can't just go rushing back into it because then the likelihood of you repeating that mistake is going to be expe exponentially higher, you know. So, so take your time in all of this. Take your time is what we're trying to say here. Like give yourself yeah. and give yourself, you know, patience to allow yourself and even allow yourself to fail. I know that sounds kind of negative. But if you're, always, 100%. if you're always wanting to succeed, then there's so much pressure you're putting on yourself to never make a mistake, to never do anything wrong. And that is, that is quite detrimental to your health and your well-being. I agree with you so much that I almost feel like it's necessary to bring this up. I started an Instagram page a long time ago that I kind of get on every now and again, but you'll love what it's called now, now that I've heard you. <laughs> It's called be a real glutton for punishment. <laughs> and it is 100% about um, not only not being afraid of failure, but right. seeking out things that are hard and trying to do things that challenge you as a person. So that way you will fail and you will learn and you can get better and make yourself a better person. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And it's like a lot of it's like, you know, fail with purpose right you know right the only failure is the failure to stop trying yeah 
you know, and, and so a lot, I got a lot of flack from a lot of people. They're like, well, you just want to fail. And I'm like, no, I don't want to fail. I'm just ready to fail. Are right. you? Right. I'm willing to go through that struggle right. to better myself. Right. Because, yeah, you're willing to go through that to better yourself. Because, let's be honest, if we always did everything right, what would we ever have to learn? Uh, we'd be God. You know, right. See, we'd be God. <laughs> we would, and we, we would, would just be- all be narcissists, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean... How can you be happy about anything if you didn't suck at it first? Right. You know, it would take the joy out of everything. And that's the other thing is like when I was racing motocross, Mm -hmm. winning felt so good because it was so hard. So many things had to go your way. And you had to do so many things to set yourself, excuse me, to set yourself up to do that. Like, it, it just doesn't happen overnight. You know, right. and the reason that it's good is because it's a dangerous and b hard. Like right. you've succeeded through hard things, and mm. now that means it's awesome. You know, like yeah. the greater the risk, the greater the reward, if you will. I like that. The greater the risk, the greater the reward. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. And so, what what is that? What was that motocross? Like, if you can just. Tell me a little bit about that. I've never heard of that before. Oh, man. So, like, do you know what a, a dirt bike is? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. well, uh, they have tracks that are right around, like, a minute or two minutes, and they're up and down hills with big oh. jumps and everything, and, oh. and they water the dirt, and they, they make it deep, so it's, like, either muddy or crazy rutted. Like, there's big lines that you have to ride in and huge oh. bumps and... It's it's extremely physically taxing, and it's also fairly dangerous, and it's, like, hard to do well. Like, Wow, wow, that sounds crazy. It is super crazy, and it is my favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would sure. do that. I'm not, I'm not a big risk taker. I don't like things that are really fast and dangerous. I don't. There's just a certain thing, you know, I, I feel like maybe if you ever got the chance and, and I was out, say, in like a, a side-by-side, it's like a, you know, an off-road little car, um, I could show you why you would enjoy it, you know, and you yeah. wouldn't have had to pay all of the the prices that I had to pay to get to do what I can do, and you would just get to experience the feelings of going fast and jumping and doing stuff, no, you know. I- even bother. <laughs> I would never even bother. I just, I don't, I don't, I'm terrified of getting hurt on doing stuff like that. <laughs> so I, let me, let me say this as, as a, uh, akin to failure, right? Um, when you get old, yeah. are you going to look back on your life and say that, okay, I have this perfect body, but it's just going away now. And I didn't do anything with it. My experiences are minimal. Now, mm-hmm. that, that'll just be what it is. And, and you may, you know, if you're reading and you're growing in a different way, that's great. I think that's great. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I need to grow and test myself in different ways. And that's generally physically. So for me, if I was to get old and have a perfect body, 
I would feel like regret for not having done more. Like wow. I have this thing and I'm wow. going to use it up, you know? Wow. I am going to live the best life I can. Like a lot of people say, you don't know what life is or what it feels like to live if you haven't been close to death. Yeah. You know, you don't appreciate life if you haven't almost died, (laughs) if you will. Almost died? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. See, I've never almost died, so I guess I don't appreciate life or what? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So, okay, like another way is say, um, you know, someone got into a car accident and they they lost uh, their heartbeat and they had to be resuscitated. They technically died, right? right? A lot of those people have a, quote, come to Jesus moment right. that they don't know how much longer they have. And that's the real truth. I don't know how much longer I have. Right. So I'm going to make the most of every single day and every moment and do the best I can to learn and grow and have fun and be happy for my whole life, as long as that may be. Because I don't know where the end of the road is, right? right. And... If you're really safe all the time, you're trying to tell yourself, in my own opinion, that it's going to be a long time from now, you know? Right. It's like a a fear of death will inevitably stop you from living and experiencing things, right? Yeah, I agree with you. I think think, uh, you sound very free-spirited, and I'm (laughs) free-spirited to a certain extent, you know? And I think this is where we have to kind of respect each other's differences. You know. Oh, I mean? absolutely. Uh, that's that's the agree to disagree. You know, right. people can get offended, and you can just be offended. That's fine. I think that's the beauty yeah. of being different people. You know. Yeah, like I don't feel the need to do crazy stuff like that. I just don't. You know. <laughs> right. I just simply don't, and I don't feel bad about it, and I don't feel like when I get old, I'll wonder if I wasted my life away not being taking off. <laughs> right. I don't think I, I feel that way or that's how I'm going to think when I'm like 80 years old. Um, I'm more than happy to have a body that will still be functioning. <laughs> right, right. And I don't think I'll waste it because I do many other things with my life, you know? Yeah, that- and that, I kind of got into that like a little bit, you know, that there's there's absolutely other avenues of self-growth and, and ways right. to enrich your life. You know, it doesn't have to merely be the extremely Cro-Magnon, ape-like ways that I do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could just be like, for me, I like dancing, for example. So it'd be really nice for me to get into dance and just really do it, like maybe even go dance places as well. Like, I don't know. Right. I, again, like we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know anything. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I know is that, like, these are my passions. I like to do art. I like to dance. I like to do things that are a little bit more. Yeah, I would say a little bit more safe. But I still like mm-hmm. I climb mountain. You know, I climbed the mountain. I've gone. I've gone. Um, I've been in a boat where there was a bunch of hippos. You know. Oh man, that's crazy. Now that's so, dangerous, right there. I really thought I was going to die. So I've had some of those experiences already that are a little bit on the edge, you know? Right. Um, and I just don't feel the need. Because when I went climbed a mountain in Kenya, you know, I, uh, I almost made it to the top. But then because of altitude, you know, you get altitude sickness. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't make it to the top, you know. And, and I wanted to, but the, but the teacher didn't allow me, 
right? So I was all bound on succeeding. Like I had no intention to fail on that trip. And yeah, I yeah. Set out to do what I want to do because when you climb a mountain, you know, it's your goal to reach the top. You know, there's every no time. Other... And so, uh, but because my nose started bleeding and I started feeling really sick, you know, I had to go down because it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that's it can go really bad really fast for sure. Yeah. And so, and so, do I feel like I need to have that experience again? Probably not. You know, like for me, it's also like one time only. I've done zip lining, so I've I've walked kind of on a line on a rope. You know. Okay. Um. So I've done a few risky things, and I just don't feel the need to repeat it again. <laughs> I got you. You know what I mean. <laughs> so I yeah, feel like it's not like a failure on my part to to reach the highest, highest, most extreme things. You know, I think it's just, um, and to live my life to the fullest, I think that, you know, some people just, you know, they got to just do something once and then that's once enough for them. And there's some right, people that right. so much that they, they can do it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the, that's the respect for perspective, right? right. Like right. I can appreciate that your full life is different than my full life and that they can be different and neither one of us are wrong. We are both right for ourselves. You know what right. I mean? Right. <laughs> I think that's where a lot of people today get it wrong and they fail is that their ideas are correct, period. It's like, right. no, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion. You're allowed yeah. to live your life the way you want to do it and just right. enjoy the fact that other people have a different idea than you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because because we're all we're all born to be different people. And so to expect to have the same you know, attitudes towards things, the same ambitions, the same goals is absurd, you know? It really is. For sure. And we all learn differently too, you know. I I learn the hard way, like 98% of the time, you know, I usually have to fail myself before I'll learn. And right. generally speaking, in the things that I try and do, that's not good. It leads to getting hurt a lot, um, <laughs> which is fine, whatever. But, and that's something that I fail at often, and I'm trying to practice at getting better, is is learning from other people's mistakes and trying to, you know, not make so many of my own <laughs> great way i like that too that that other people's failures can actually be also a learning point like a learning tool i mean Mm -hmm. and i think you made a really great point there yeah it's it's a hard hard thing to do is like oh well i'd never do that like well you might if you didn't think about it you know and making that realization that oh well if that person did that i'm not doing that Like, I'm not going to touch the stove because he got burnt. Right. That looks hot, you know. Um, (laughs) You know, things like that. I mean, that's the oversimplified version, but it's kind of how it is, right? You know, you see people make a mistake with, like, for me, it was uh, a big one. The first time I really put it into action was a long time ago. A friend of mine, a good, good friend of mine lived with another friend of mine, and I kind of set up that situation. Well, they kind of started souring the relationship and things got kind of weird. And then one of them got out of the contract 
with like a jag officer and different stuff like really a roundabout way and almost put my friend in my other friend in jail oh my and God. uh oh. yeah it was terrible well that wasn't it didn't happen to me i just witnessed all of it and for me it was like you know what who's to say that couldn't be me maybe you aren't my friend or a person that i want around because if you're capable of doing that to them you're probably capable of doing that to me mm-hmm. so see you later you know yeah. No kidding. Yeah, you gotta put the boundaries up with that kind of person. Like you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta remove yourself completely or put up a boundary where that person only can have access to you, you know, when you want, kind of thing. Because, yeah. Because yeah, you don't need that. Like, because you kind of see what they're like, right? They've shown their true colors. Yeah, and it's it's a really hard thing to do, honestly, because they were both really good friends of mine, but making that realization and just saying, you know what? The years have been great. I think we've grown apart now. I think now we can uh, separate ourselves so we don't have to make this mistake for myself. And uh, we've been going for a really long time. This is awesome. I appreciate everybody who's uh, shown up, listened. Uh, Miss Amina Hawk, really appreciate all of your input. You've been amazing. Uh, Eli Stone, I see you jumped in here. Um, Feel free to give us a message before we hop off. German guy, you are awesome. I really appreciate you. I think you're probably gone. No big deal. Classic chat, appreciate you stopping by. Big Shed 22, KQ... Okay, Q, we love you all. We love you. Yeah. Um, Lane sucks. You don't sucks. Uh, Brig, Terry Williams, appreciate you giving us a message. Everybody that's been active, you're all really awesome. And uh, feel free to give us a message before we hop off here. I think I'm, I've got another 10 minutes or so in me. What about you, Miss MK Girl? Yes, I do too. I only have like another. I'm kind of fading here a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Only 10 minutes, probably two. So I would love to hear from everybody one last time. Um, from Chloe B, from Amina Hawk, from Ella Stone 9, from German Guy, from Big Shed 22, from Lynn Sucks, Greg, Terry Williams. We've got amazing, <laughs> awesome people on here today. And we just would love to hear your input. Yeah, about uh, your attitude towards failure or anything that you have going on with that kind of subject or whatever you're thinking. You know, we just appreciate all of everybody's opinion. <laughs> yeah, I can tell I'm burning out here. And I'm glad there's only two of you listening to me be a little weird and awkward. But yeah. I appreciate you sticking around. It really means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm kind of zoning out. Like, I know I'm not talking as much because I'm starting to kind of zone out a bit. So that is my... That's mm-hmm. my that is on me um so you know don't think i'm not interested still in this topic i am um it's been great it's been great listening to everybody it's been great doing this show with you no one special everybody please 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 follow no one special if you haven't followed him already because he is amazing Wow, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And I feel the exact same way. MK Girl 21 if you guys are not following her, go ahead and tap on her face gently. And go ahead and hit the Instagram thing. Follow her. Follow her on stereo. And she'll be a wealth of knowledge and a good partner to have a conversation with anytime you guys are willing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have the ADHD, and it's a, it's a trial. I have to lock myself away from any and all outside things to make sure I don't fail you in this conversation about failure. No, no, no. I just hope I don't fail. I haven't failed you in this conversation. <laughs> You've been amazing, I have to say. I really appreciate all of your input, you know. I think our ability to have uh, uh, different ideas about it and still come together with kind of the same conclusion is what's amazing, you know, is we do think very differently about failure, but at the end of the day, the goal is always the same. We both want to grow. We want to succeed, you know. That's right. I agree with it's like, you. yeah, and there's a thousand ways to skin a cat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And even like, even now, like in my, my McDonald's situation, like I just feel like, like, yes, I may have not taken things the right way when I was in my childcare center, but I know now, like when people criticize me or whatever, I don't take it as personally. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, don't, I've learned to not take things so personally. And so yeah. failure not, to not take things personal to take things so personally before, like my failure to not do to not just be able to say, hey, this this my this person might be having a bad day, this person might be having their own issues, uh, this yeah. might have nothing to do with me. Like, you know, now I'm able to kind of do that more than in the past. Yeah. For me not and that sort of perfect. stuff, it's like is it constructive criticism or is it just criticism? You know? But but to dwell on it, like I don't dwell on it. Like if my managers will call me out on something and it doesn't sound nice in their tone, am I gonna <laughs> sit dwell on it and stew in it? Because they're not gonna apologize. Like we cannot accept expect other people to apologize, you know, for their mistakes. Mm-hmm. Only apologize for ours. Yeah. Hold yourself so, accountable. Hold yourself accountable. So, so don't worry if they don't apologize. What you got to do is not take it so personally. Yeah. I mean, and if it, if it happens a lot, I think there's, that's where you start drawing the line and saying like, okay, well, I'm not going to change this person's opinion of me or this situation by trying to be the, the pillar of, you know, what I feel like is being a good person. So now I need to start looking at an opportunity to maybe do something else before this turns into uh, a negative on my career. Absolutely. I'm not saying that you just sit there and withstand it every day, day after day after day. Not at all. If it gets serious and it gets to a point where you can't handle it, then you need to talk to that person directly. Yeah. But but if it's just once now and then, then I wouldn't say that you need to have that conversation with that person. Yeah, that's a tough one. And one I probably then, struggle with because I'm very, uh, not, I'm not conflict adverse, if you will. I believe in uh, hard and awkward conversations being the forks in the road of me having an easier life. <laughs> yeah. No, and see, I, I agree with that, but I, don't, I disagree. I feel like there's always a right time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's where I guess I try and have tact, but yeah. my right time is there is no time like the present. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, if I can, and I see it's not going to be like, you know, there's not an extenuating outside circumstance, you know, then I'm probably going to be like, yo, um, we need to talk about this. And it's like, if it's at work and we're busy 
then guess what? I'll let us be busy and we'll figure it out. Guess what? That's just going to give me more time to think about what I want to say and what I really care to get across. But if uh, when I get to that point, I'm going to take them aside. I'm going to be extremely, you know, courteous as courteous as I can, but still let them know my feelings, you know, and how it's not okay for people to treat me like that. Or this is the way that I would prefer you talk to me. If you need something from me, this is the easier way for it to go for you. So I don't have these same issues with us. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And that also comes level of maturity too, to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like a lot of people I work with don't have it. And a lot of them are even older than me and they still don't have any of it. Yeah. That's really hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Never get this all down to an art overnight, you know? <laughs> yes, ma'am. We're tired, and so, you know, our problems won't be resolved in one day. <laughs> yep. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was almost destroyed in one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Take heed what you're willing to do because you can certainly build that castle, but you can knock it down way faster than you can build it. So, you know, make sure you know what you're doing and <laughs> and can understand the repercussions of what you're going to say if you have to come across something like that. You know, a grain of salt goes a long way. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely well, I don't know about you, uh, no one's special, but are you ready to end this show soon? Or? I sure am. I think we did great. I think you did amazing, and I yeah. appreciate everyone who came in and commented. Looks like Timekeeper stepped in here. Miss Amina Hawk, you're still back. Chloe B., um, you guys, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you, and we'll be sure to be back at some point in time in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so, too. I think I would love to do another show uh, with no one special. It was a great time tonight, everybody. Thank you for joining in. Um, our, we were discussing our attitude towards failure. You will be able to find this uh, full podcast on my Spotify. Um, and also, if you have an anchor, you'll be able to find it on there. So, yeah, I really thank everyone for chiming in. And um, give no one special a big round of applause. You did really great. <laughs> And all of you, right guys, on. we clap for all of you guys too because your input was really truly a blessing for us today. Thank you guys so much. You guys all have a great night. And Miss MK Girl, you have a wonderful evening. Yeah, you too. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye bye.